Well, good morning or afternoon or night, depending on what time you are watching this. You are most welcome, whatever time it is, and welcome to Avenue Online again. We are continuing with our uh, last Words of Jesus series that we're doing. Um, just before we get into that, though, just take a look at some of these, okay? These are some amazing realizations some people have had. Some are, some are weird, some might make you laugh, I don't know. Some are just crazy, incredible. Uh, one person uh, writes this, though, they said, Blinking is like the clapping for your eyes. So even when no one else is applauding you or cheering you on, know that your eyes are. I was like, that's quite nice, isn't that encouraging? Really helps you go about today, doesn't it? Another one someone wrote and realised, they said, that a show's first episode is called The Pilot because it's the first thing that puts them on air, which I've never realised before. That's interesting. Makes sense, doesn't it? Maybe a lot of you already knew that. Maybe I'm just thick. This one really made me laugh, though. Someone had this crazy realisation of the day. They said... Neil Armstrong was the first man on the moon. Neil A. Now say that backwards. Did we send Neil Armstrong to the moon or did we send him back to the moon? That's pretty weird, right? Some crazy realizations there, but here's the best one, okay? It's a guy who was writing about a time when he was on a ski lift uh, with another randomer next to him. He said it was pretty slow and a boring ride, so he started chatting, uh, and this guy's called Mike. And he chats to the guy next to him and he says, um, says, oh, so what do you do um, in life? What, what are you doing? And he said, and this other guy rather quietly and sheepishly said, I'm an, I'm an actor. And Mike said, oh, anything I would have seen. Right. And this guy turns to Mike and says, um, have you heard of Star Wars? And my mind at that point would be freaking out. Okay, this is crazy, isn't it? And then Mike, still unaware of who he might be, said, yeah, I have. Are you anyone special in it? And this guy turns to Mike and says, well, I was Luke Skywalker. And the whole time Mike had been next to Luke Skywalker and not realised. But when he realised, I can assure you, he would have freaked out. Okay, I would too. To be fair, Mark Hamill looked a bit different after episode six. So, you know, you can understand his confusion. But anyway, these, these are some amazing realisations, aren't they? But the one we're looking at today, a realization of a man, um, had an in, like, the most amazing one I've ever seen, and anyone can ever have in this life, I think. And that's what we're looking at in this story today. So today we're looking at the last words of Jesus. <clears throat> and it's, it's the way, it's when Jesus said, today you will be with me in paradise. Okay, Jesus was saying this to one of the criminals who was dying next to him because Jesus wasn't alone when he died, but he was crucified with two others, one on each, each side of him. And look, we don't know a whole great deal about these guys. One thing we do know is that they were deserved to be crucified that day. They were criminals. You know, maybe they were, they were rebels, another person says, perhaps thieves. But one thing we do know is that they have broken the law. And in the eyes of Rome, they deserve to be executed. And as I said, one criminal was on the, each side of Jesus. And the realisation we're looking at today was the criminal who was on one of Jesus' sides. Because he had an incredible realisation as he realised who Jesus was. Tops any other realisation you can have in this world. You see, he didn't at first, he was, a, he was a criminal like any other, and he, he mocked Jesus like everyone else did that day. The people at the ground who put them on the cross mocked Jesus, him and the other criminal mocked Jesus. But something changed in this man. I wonder at what point did it change? 
What was it that changed him from spitting out abuse to Jesus to exclaiming praise to him? What did he see? I wonder, as he looked at Jesus, did he not see the face of one who hates the people at the bottom, but the face of one who loves the people who were put in there? Was he, were he, was he amazed at what he heard when he heard the words from Jesus, Father, forgive them, instead of hatred from him? Perhaps did he see the writing King of the Jews above where Jesus was crucified and realised these aren't mocking words, but these are words of truth, that Jesus was the King of the Jews. But he wasn't just an earthly king of the Jews, but he was the king of the Jews, the one that had been with the Jews since before the time began, since before he called Abraham out of the desert the first time. He was the king who had brought them into Egypt and safely out. He was the king who had separated the seas for them to pass. The king who guided them through the desert, who crushed oppressors in front of them. Could it be that he realised that this was the king of the Jews? That in front of him he wasn't looking at the face of a man, but at the face of Yahweh. What did he see? Did he see a shepherd giving his life for the flock? Did he see a love so vast from this man that he thought perhaps just maybe it could stretch to my heart? I don't know. What did he see? One thing we do know is that he understood that he was a king. Not an earthly king, but a heavenly king. Remember, he says to Jesus, Remember me when you enter your kingdom. And obviously there's no kingdom to enter after you're dead on earth. There's a, there's a heavenly kingdom he's talking about. He realised this was the king of heaven in front of him. I wonder, what do you see when you look at Jesus? Maybe, you know, you've clicked on this link by accident. Maybe you've been sent this by a friend. But what do you see? Have you looked into Jesus? Into the historical accounts of who he is and what he said and everything he did? Maybe you have, and you've just decided that he's a good guy with some good morals, but I don't believe all that miracle business. That's pretty weird. But hold on, you can't just throw away the axe and take the morals. Because his words himself are miracles. Look, the entire world has been changed since what Jesus has done on this earth. In three years, he accomplished more for human ethics and for morality than entire lifetimes of Greek philosophers. You can't throw away the axe because the words themselves are miracles. I wonder, have you looked at Jesus? Have you seen him? Maybe you've looked at him and you just think he was crazy completely. Whatever you think, this criminal started off on the same foot as you did. He thought he was crazy. He thought he was nobody. But when he really encountered Jesus, when he really looked at him, he realised that Jesus was something else entirely. And his view in his world took a 180 degree turn. And he changed completely. So if you haven't looked at Jesus properly, please then do so, because it really matters who he is. Because if he is the king of heaven, like this guy on the cross realised, he's not just the king of heaven, but he's the king of the world as the king of heaven created the world and therefore he's the king over the world and all that is in the world including your life he's the king over you it matters who Jesus is have you seen Jesus have you looked into him this criminal realized he was the king of heaven and look I'm, there's lots of us watching this who believe that as well which is brilliant because 
there is some incredible, amazing encouragement coming after what Jesus said next, because what he said next, this criminal was not expecting at all, okay? So hold on for this, okay? But we remember what the thief said. Remember he said to the other criminal across the side of Jesus, he said, don't you fear God since you're under the same sentence? We are punished justly for we are getting what our deeds deserve. He recognizes he's a criminal. He has broken the law. He deserves to be put to death. But he says, this man, Jesus, has done nothing wrong. And he says to Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Now, believe it or not, okay, there are step-by-step guides on the internet telling you how to be remembered by a celebrity. You know, when you get those freak encounters on the streets and you, you, know, you bump into, I don't know, Ed Sheeran, it'd be pretty crazy, wouldn't it? You bump into Ed Sheeran. There are step-by-step guides on what you should say to the celebrity so that a celebrity might remember you later on. It sounds crazy, doesn't it? But there is. And it gets you thinking, doesn't it? When you're remembered by someone famous, it feels amazing, doesn't it? Which is just bizarre, because it's just another person. Maybe they've recited some words pretty well on the screen, or they've made a nice song. But just a famous person remembering you feels incredible. You know, I can think of James Acaster, perhaps. I think he's a great comedian and he's hilarious. But imagine if I was in a gig and he was doing one of his comedy sketches and he says, I remember I was talking to this guy, Jake. I would freak out. I'd be thinking, James Acaster has just remembered me. And you better believe it. I would take that clip and send it around as many living beings as I could find. Okay, because I'd be like, he has remembered me. It's weird, isn't it? I wonder if there's any celebrity or famous person you could think of who would be cool if they remembered you. But you see, this is what these criminals are expecting of Jesus. He wasn't expecting what we know Jesus said, what we know the whole story. And it's very easy to just think, yeah, he said, today he'll be with me in paradise. But this criminal was not expecting that in the slightest. Remember, he said, Jesus, remember me when you enter your kingdom. Just remember. Because this criminal was confessing, he was coming to Jesus and he just said, look, if you just remember me in your kingdom, that is far more than I deserve. Because he realised, he saw the depths of his sin, all the things he'd done wrong, that he'd been a criminal his whole life. And he understood that this was God, the king of heaven. This was Yahweh in front of him. And he thought, if the God would think of me, if I would just be a passing thought of it on his mind in heaven, That is an honour greater than I could ever deserve. I wonder, do you see Jesus as that glorious? Do I? That he is the one who lit the blazing fires of the sun, who hung the stars and the planets in space, set the laws of the universe, put breath in your lungs, just for you to be a thought in his mind, for him to know your name, is an honour and a glory far greater than we should ever have. But this is where it gets absolutely incredible and ridiculous at the same time. Where we see outrageous grace and incredible love in that Jesus was not just having a passing thought of this man in his mind. 
that this man would not just pass through Jesus' mind in heaven, but this man would be in heaven with Jesus that very day. Because this man was not a person who Jesus had just encountered. Jesus knew him before the creation of the world. He saw him knit together in his mother's womb. Jesus knew this criminal's life better than the criminal knew his own. And Jesus knew he was on the cross there, dying to save him that very minute. At that very minute, Jesus was rewriting that criminal's whole entire life story. He was doing away with the wrong and giving him perfection. And that day, just hours later, that criminal would be celebrating in heaven, in paradise, with Jesus forever. That is absolutely amazing that this guy went from sinner to saint. He went from the criminal hanging out with the lowest of the low to the end of the day, hanging out with God, the creator of the universe. Could it be that there's a grace that powerful? There's a love that strong? Imagine, just imagine the shock on the thief's mind as he heard the words, today you will be with me in paradise. Can you imagine that? The gratefulness, the thankfulness, the explosion of just overwhelming feelings inside of him. As he thought, did I hear that right? Could it be that he said I would be with him? It can't be, could it? Could it be there's a God who can love past the greatest of wrongs? Yes, it can. Which is amazing news, isn't it? You know, if you have seen Jesus too, if you have truly believed that he is God and that he died for you on the cross, Jesus says he'll do this for you too. When you die, you'll be taken to paradise with him in heaven forever. Amazing, isn't it? You know, there's an amazing story of a man called Harrison Odjegba. Uh, he was a cook on board a ship um, as it went down in the Atlantic Ocean. And the boat sank right down to the bottom of the ocean, which is 100 feet deep, which is about the same as a seven-story building deep. And he hit the bottom of the ocean and he was still alive. The boat had fully, pretty much fully filled with water. But he scrambled around and found a little air pocket. Absolutely pitch black. He's at the bottom of the ocean. There's nothing there. And he found an air pocket big enough that he could just put a mattress underneath. So his head and his chest was out of the water. But his legs, his bottom half were in the water still freezing. Pitch black, starving. And he said it was absolutely horrifying. Even your worst nightmares could not match up to this. As he said, he could hear the fainting screams of his friends who were dying in the water in the other parts of the ship. And he could hear the bangings of sharks hitting the, the wreckage. As he was in pitch black, utterly alone. Harrison was under the water at the bottom of the ocean for three days, starving. And he said in those three days, he, he had the, the last words that his wife had said to him on his mind. And he said he wanted these in his mind to keep them in his mind so he could remember them as he passed. Because he was fully expecting to die. Who goes down to the ocean that far? It was on the third day that he heard something he never thought he could hear. He heard a little knock on the hole. Not a bang or a shout, but a knock. And he thought... That can't be right, but he heard it again, a knock on the hole. And he started banging on the sides of the wall, trying to let people know he was there. As there were divers that had come to check out the wreckage and to bring the bodies of 
the people who passed to their families. And Harrison was filled with incredible relief as he saw the flashlights of the divers beneath him. And Harrison didn't wait for the divers to find him. Harrison dived into the water and probably to the shock of the diver's life, grabbed the diver's arm and the diver grabbed his arm back and exclaimed, he's alive, he's alive. And the divers took care of him and took Harrison up to the surface where he belonged. Can you, can you just imagine the relief in Harrison? At that point, as he is brought out of the darkest pit, from the cold, from the place where death just reigns, out to the surface of the water where he sees the light of sun again after three days in pitch black darkness. He feels the warmth of its rays again. He can see the greenery of the trees and the grass and creation. Can you imagine how it would feel as he goes home and hugs his wife and son again? Absolutely overwhelming, wouldn't it? Well, Christian, this is how it's going to be for you in heaven. Look, we are in a dark world right now. And look, it does not take far to look at the moment, just with the virus going round and how we can be shut down by an awful disease that takes so many lives. We have loved ones dying around us. It's awful. Fear and loneliness surrounding us. This, work is, this world is dark. But there is coming a day but if you have put your trust in Jesus, Jesus will take you by the arm and bring you up to the shores of heaven where your heart has been longing for this whole time, where you belong. And you will not be in the rays of sun, but you will be in the rays of God, our Father, who loves you completely, who has known you better than you know yourself, for longer than you've known yourself, who's been waiting for you. And you will stand on the golden shores of eternity breathing in goodness and perfection. All pain, all loneliness, all disease, all isolation will be gone in absolute paradise. And you can have that if you would just take the arm which Jesus offers you. He stretches it out and he wants you to take it so that he can take you to heaven when you die. Look, I wonder, do you believe this? Can you believe it to be true? Don't doubt it. Look, if, you can, if Jesus can do this for a criminal in the last minutes of his life, then he can do it for you. This criminal has lived his entire life apart from God, not caring a thing about him. Yet in his last few minutes, Jesus saved him. It's not about quantity of life lived for Jesus. All it is about and ever has been about is who are you trusting in right now in this moment? Are you trusting in Jesus that he is God, that he will save you? If you are, you're going to be taken to heaven. He will take you by the arm and take you to that paradise where your heart longs for. Believe it's true. He can do it for you. He came for sinners, for the worst people. You know, I had a friend called David when I was 12. Um, our families used to holiday a bit together and... Um, and I used to tell him what uh, high school was like. So I, I just got into high school. He was a couple of years younger than me. And um, I don't know why, but I was, I was obsessed with the vending machines you could get in high school. I was saying, look, it's amazing. There's so much freedom. You can just, you know, after lesson, go and buy a, a Coke from the machine and drink it on the way to lessons. It was amazing. Well, we were really hung up on that fact. But anyway, it made him excited about high school. And he was really looking forward to going. And, you know, he eventually did go. Um, and he enjoyed it for a bit, but it was in that first year of high school 
that it was realised that David had a, had a tumour on the brain. Um, awful, awful news. And he battled for about a year until it was realised that um, this was probably going to take his life as he had very serious brain cancer. Um, and you know, that first year of high school, which should have been great, had turned into a horror for him and his family. But David talking to the consultant one, one day when he found out that he was going to die, the, the conversation was recorded and this is how it went. Am I going to die? David asked the consultant. The consultant looked at David and replied, uh, yes, I think you are. David then looked up at the consultant and said, do you know I have a friend and his name is Jesus and he died for my sin and he is taking me to heaven. The consultant turned out to be a Christian and said, you're a very brave boy, David. I'm a Christian too. God will help you. Jesus has died and has come back to life. And he will take you into heaven. The nurse in the room just burst into tears. But do you see that? Do you see the power of knowing where your eternity rests? The truth which can help a 12-year-old boy stare death in the face and say, I'm not afraid because I know where my eternity rests. I have a friend and his name is Jesus. I wonder, can you say that today? Have you seen Jesus? Because he stretches his arm out to you. If you would just grab it and say, I believe in you, Jesus. He will take you to heaven, to paradise. And you can do something that thief on the cross could never do. You can live a life on earth now, free from fear of death. Oh, there might be certain things that still grab you about it. But when you look at it, it is not a mystery anymore. So there's no uncertainty of what lies behind it. Because I know the person who's gone there already and says he'll come back and take me there with him. And he'll take me to heaven. You can live now and tell people about this amazing message. That there is a God that loves them so much that he would pay for their sins so that they could be free from the fear of death and brought into eternal paradise forever. You can live now with that message. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that wonderful? Where does your eternity lie? Have you seen who Jesus is? Because he wants to say to you today that you will be in paradise with him forever when you die. You can know that. And Christian, if you put your trust in him, that is true. You will be in paradise. Your saviour will come back for you. Jesus came for the worst of sinners so that he could make them clean and take them to heaven forever. Amen. I'm going to say a quick prayer as we close today. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are a good saviour. That you are the God that created everything. And through you, all things are kept together. Thank you that you died on the cross to save me. Thank you that if I put my trust in you, you will take me to heaven. In Jesus' name, amen.